Welcome to the Chelsea Olson Podcast. I am delighted to welcome you to the community for all things leadership, wellness, and creativity. I believe in a world driven by abundance where businesses, humanity, and our planet thrive. It is time to redefine success and start building the world we dream to live in. It starts with you, and it starts here. Hello and welcome. I am so excited to dive into this three-part series all entirely dedicated to boundaries. Boundaries are literally one of my most favorite things to teach on because I've seen that they are essential to physical, mental, and professional well-being. I've been in the industry of wellness, leadership, creativity, really personal development my entire professional life. And I have found time and time and time and time again that we really can't move forward until we refine our boundary setting. So as I briefly mentioned before, we will be looking in detail as to what boundaries are and why to set them, when to set them, and how. And these three pillars will be broken into three episodes. So in today's episode, we will be looking at what are boundaries and why is it important to set them? So let's begin with what are boundaries? Personal boundaries are guidelines or limits that identify safe and permissible ways for other people to behave towards you. There's a quote by Brene Brown, who is an expert in this field, and I love the way that she phrases this because it really speaks to the soul of setting boundaries. And she says, quote, daring to set boundaries is about having the courage to love ourselves even when we risk disappointing others. Later in the episode, we will get into why people don't set boundaries. But this is a big component because setting boundaries is tricky. And the biggest obstacle is the other person's reaction or the difficulty or the stickiness that comes from saying, no, I'm not available for that. However, when we are setting boundaries, we take responsibility for our own emotions. And in doing so, we relinquish responsibility for other people's emotions. Without this personal responsibility and releasing responsibility for others, true intimacy cannot really happen. Authentic expression can't be accessed because we're constantly thinking, we're constantly aware of these micro-adjustments in someone else's facial expressions their body language, their habits, for example. And we have this innate tendency to pick up on these slight adjustments to anticipate their needs. Not everybody does this. This is more common in the people pleaser, particularly women. But I know plenty of men and non-binary people that do this as well. So whether or not you identify with that pattern of subconsciously anticipating others' needs, We begin to see that when we 
hold ourselves more responsible for other people's feelings than our own, we're spending more time anticipating and interpreting other people's experiences instead of simply being present with our own. So how is it that we can really connect and be vulnerable and be intimate with somebody if we're not even present with our own experience? So when we set boundaries, we are taking that responsibility for our own emotions, for our own needs and well-being, and relinquishing that responsibility for others. And when we do this, we embody self-love because we recognize that my needs are valid. And this deepens the voice of our intuition or our self with a capital S. And this holds other people accountable for their actions and behaviors. And as we start to hold other people accountable for their actions and behaviors, we start to become aware. We start to awaken to the reality of the quality of the people in our life. Sometimes when we start setting boundaries, we awaken to the reality that we have been tolerating a lot of behaviors that deep down, we're actually really not okay with. But we've been doing that to make other people comfortable instead of embody our truth. So boundaries are the only way we can work cohesively in a group. But when we don't feel empowered in our boundary setting, we often avoid connection and social interactions. So we start to see just on a relationship level, and a team level, boundaries have to be in place because boundaries create safety. If you don't know what I mean by the word safety, I'm going to highly recommend you listen to the very first episode of my podcast called Mastering the Mind-Body Connection. And it is quite a detailed episode, but I go into detail of the central nervous system or the mind-body connection, where we talk all about our different stress states and that the brain pairs safety and that a stress state to the brain is the same thing as a survival state. So what is a survival state? A survival state or a stress state is a response to a perceived threat. And my definition of a threat is someone or something that approaches or crosses your boundaries. So if a threat equals someone or something that approaches or crosses the boundaries, then safety or stress management or being in a or window of tolerance or in a state where we thrive, where we can connect, right? Safety equates boundaries being upheld and honored. And no one else can set those for us. So if we want to truly overcome anxiety, if we want to truly increase our energy levels, if we want to truly reach that next level of growth, deepen relationships, build a business, et cetera, et cetera, we have to live in our window of tolerance in order to do that we have to live in a world in which we feel relatively safe in order to do that we have to uphold our boundaries so we see that it all starts here now it's important to recognize that boundaries are not barriers a barrier is something that obstructs progress 
or achieving an objective, and it serves to maintain separation. You can think back to <clears throat> think back to a time in which you were sharing space with somebody, perhaps in a dorm room. I even think all the way back to elementary school when we had 25 desks in the same room and we had to take tests all at the same time. And so to prevent us from cheating, we would have these test barriers where we'd put them up on each side of the desk so our neighbor couldn't look at our paper and cheat. Same thing as sharing a dorm room, for example. You might put up a partition, a barrier to give yourself some privacy, to keep your roommate on the other side of your dorm room. So barriers serve to maintain separation. And this is really helpful when separation is exactly what we need. But it's necessary to recognize that barriers disrupt connection and boundaries promote connection. And this is really, 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 really important because so many people equate barrier and boundary. They consider boundaries to be rude. We consider boundaries to be selfish, to be mean. Well, I don't want to hurt their feelings. So it's important to recognize that those are two different things. So as you start to strengthen your boundary setting practice, you can start to filter. Is what I'm saying promoting connection or is it promoting separation? Part two. What happens when we don't set boundaries? Well, we've already touched on this briefly in that in order to really thrive, we have to create an environment in which the brain considers safe, which means our boundaries are upheld. So when we don't set them, we create an environment in which the brain considers a threat. So we go into a stress state and that's where we quickly derail from our best self and we live in chronic sickness of the body, the mind, et cetera, et cetera. So we already know that. But I want to take this and focus in a little bit more to really talk about the symptoms of not setting boundaries in a more specific way so you can start to recognize, does this sound like me or no? When we don't set boundaries, often we don't feel seen, we don't feel heard, and we don't feel respected. While simultaneously, we enable inappropriate behavior of others. So while we personally oftentimes don't feel seen, heard, or respected, we also may find ourselves frustrated or annoyed of other people's behavior. We may find ourselves really eager to talk about them and their behavior behind their back to, quote, vent. Because that energy, that frustration, that anger is there to signal that something needs to change, that something is not okay. Instead of channeling it in a constructive way, such as boundaries, we channel it into a destructive way, such as gossiping and enabling that behavior to repeat itself. Therefore, we continue to feel unseen, unheard, and disrespected. Often, when we don't set boundaries, we tend to feel small, powerless, afraid, weak, scattered, confused. Often we give when we have nothing left to give. We work when we're exhausted. 
we push through when really we don't want to. I'll give you a great example of this. Just recently, I had a desire to go and visit dear friends of mine halfway across the country. I've missed them. A lot of those friends are about to leave that area. If I'm going to see them, this is the time. However, when I started to look into the reality of that trip, the tickets were quite expensive. The travel day was very long. And not only that, but when I looked at that trip in regards to the larger context of the time and responsibilities I have around that trip, I knew that it would make me feel exhausted, that it would be so amazing to see and connect with these dear friends before they leave, and it would leave me feeling stressed, I would feel tired, and I would feel overwhelmed. So when I say we push through even when we don't want to, we work when we're exhausted, we give when we have nothing left to give, sometimes we simultaneously have a desire to show up. We have a desire to be there. But the reality is, in conjunction with that desire, we have a desire for rest. We have a desire for spaciousness, for peace, for personal energy and happiness. So we'll override the signals of the body, which are very clear in its limitations, to push through, to do the thing, even when our body says, that is not going to feel good. And what happens when we get into these cycles is we become very accustomed to living in force, meaning I will easily and gladly force myself to do something. And when we force ourselves, we're eager to force others, whether we realize it or not. This creates a mindset of scarcity and fear because we are the first to be sacrificed. We are the first ones to be forced. We are the first ones to feel unsupported. So of course we live in scarcity. Of course we fear the other shoe is going to drop at any minute. Of course we overwork to control and make sure that shoe doesn't drop so everything's okay. Of course we do that because we're constantly sacrificing ourselves. So if not setting boundaries has all of these consequences. Why is it that everyone isn't setting boundaries right now as it is? If you are not familiar with the central nervous system and our different stress states, please listen to season one, episode one, mastering the mind-body connection so that you can really understand what I'm talking about as I bring you the following information. Because just like our stress responses, or as I mentioned previously, the brain considers them a survival response. These stress responses might be fight or flight, freeze and fold, and there's other words for that same sympathetic and parasympathetic states. We also have stress or survival responses in our social behavior. These responses are flock and fawn. Flock is camouflage, go with the flow. I'm going to do what everyone else is doing, even if I know it's wrong, because I do not want to stand out. Fawn is, if I am sweet and cute like a baby deer, then no one will ever hurt me. It's the people pleaser. 
social safety it is a core pillar to why we evolved as a species. We didn't evolve because we're spectacular individuals. We evolved because we're spectacular communities. So to be extradited from the community was a death threat. So social safety is important not only genetically and biologically, but even developmentally. There are studies done on children who grew up in extremely adverse situations. And why is it that some of them developed psychopathological behavior and others didn't? The primary difference is one stable relationship in their life. One relationship. So that just gives a brief example as to the power of healthy social connection, that we need that, not just for this ancestral evolutionary need, but we thrive on healthy social connection. So social safety is so necessary from the day we pop out of the womb until the day we die. That never goes away. Protecting ourselves to be socially included is really important. When we start to set boundaries, especially if we have not been doing it before, oftentimes what can happen is people in our life react in a harmful way. Especially if we struggle with low self-esteem, low power, and the person we're setting a boundary with doesn't. It can feel really intimidating to stand up to that bully, to stand up to that person and say, no, I don't have time for that. Okay, I need you to leave my house now. That can be really scary. Because... When we are in our fawn and flock response, we are making connections from a place of fear. We are building relationships from a place of stress, not from a place of safety. So already that the foundation of that relationship is built on fear. Fear of being alone. Fear of being extradited from the community. So when we set a boundary, it signals to the brain, whoa, 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 wait, 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 no, 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 no. I would rather people please or camouflage than set that boundary and potentially lose this person from my life. No matter the quality of that relationship. And this is often because people who react to boundary setting are people who benefited from you not having boundaries to begin with. This is so super important because if you are in your fawn and flock response as you're developing relationships, it is very possible that as you set boundaries, people you're in relationship with may not respond very well. And this one piece of information can help you discern, is this somebody that I want to keep in my life or no? Because if they can't honor your boundaries, going back to the very beginning of the episode, they are not someone in which you authentically feel safe with. So why don't people set boundaries? Typically because they're scared. They're afraid. And that's okay. 
I have been there. When I started learning how to set boundaries, I remember practicing this, especially with one person in particular, but many, many, many people. And I would literally be shaking. My body was afraid. My nervous system was terrified. Everything in my system was saying, what are you doing? You are exposing yourself in a very dangerous way. Do not do that. Just keep your mouth shut. Let them do their thing. Who are you to say that? Oh, it doesn't really matter that much. Right? That whole inner dialogue. Yet the midst, even in the midst of that chaotic storm of bypassing, there was an island of knowing, this island of truth that says, I don't like that. No. And once I started to choose my inner truth over these social stress responses, that was scary. So there's nothing wrong with feeling afraid to set boundaries. And in the next two episodes, you will get more resources and tools for actually implementing boundary setting successfully. But it is important to recognize, okay, the primary obstacles are fear and perhaps being in relationship with somebody that isn't actually honoring my boundaries. So when I set them, they're going to react and I have to deal with that reaction. And again, you will learn how to do that in the next couple episodes. So in summary, boundaries are healthy and necessary for a vibrant and empowered life. But this is a recently emerging topic in our current cultural conversation. So it's understandable that it can be messy, that it can be difficult, that we might find it easier in the short term to avoid it. But in the long term, your life will be so much richer. Your relationships will be so much better. Your business, your work will be so much more enhanced if you master setting boundaries. Because the only people in your life are people who lift you up instead of bring you down. So setting boundaries is unavoidable if you really want to have a life you enjoy. And I recognize they are not always easy. So be sure to listen to parts two and parts three of the boundaries series to learn when to set boundaries and how to set boundaries. Learning these techniques are going to go a long way in supporting your personal growth and development. So now I want to hear from you. Be sure to rate the podcast and comment on the podcast. Find me on social media, on Instagram or LinkedIn. And let me know what is your biggest obstacle to setting boundaries. As always, may you walk with grace and courage. And we'll see you next time.